of Sierra Leonean NGO, the National Accountability Group. I think one of the biggest challenges we have is dealing with the impunity. And I think if we have Charles Taylor, the special court should have been justifiable in a much bigger sense. I wish, I think, Charles Taylor should be brought from the courts so that the courts will regain its credibility. For Free Speech Radio News, I'm Rupert Cook in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Free Speech Radio News is produced at Pacifica Stations WPFW in Washington, KPFA in Berkeley, and KPFK in Los Angeles. Our newscast is produced by Simba Russo and Monica Lopez. Headlines editor is Leanne Caldwell. Today's Washington editor is Selena Masuta, sitting in for Mitch Jezerich. Our technical production team includes Jay Paget-Seekins and Eric Klein. Free Speech Radio News is an independent, worker-run collective. You can check us out at www.fsrn.org. That's fsrn.org. In Los Angeles, I'm Aura Bogado. You don't like music? Listen to our noise. We're not different. We're not unique. Yeah, we're like everyone else. We're noise. Just noise. Yep. For the next 30 minutes, just noise. What radio station? Yeah, what? Noise. What radio station is this? Noise. Just noise. Yep. Just noise. WCBN 88.3 FM Ann Arbor. Freeform in a world of noise. What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets Closets are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are For Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here, we're on, Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hey. Hey, we are here. We are here. And it is sort of the dawning of a new day for Closets Are For Clothes, right? It is. We met earlier this week on Sunday, in fact, over some scrumptious coffee at Bombadil's and Ipsy. That's right. Um, And we've made some new plans for the show. We have. And some of it's going to get started tonight, some of it next week, and we're kind of going to gradually work our way into this because we are volunteers. We are. Exactly. So... Um, stick around and stay tuned for some of those changes. Yeah, some uh, kind of like trying to work some of uh, some of our new, uh, I don't want to say shtick, but our new uh, programming, I guess, is what we're trying to do. programming, exactly. Um, it is Wednesday, September 28th, 2005. Holy moly. In case moly. you're keeping track. I am. I myself am not, but, you know, some people might be. And it is Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal and Meredith Hockman. The infamous. The infamous Meredith Hockman. Um I'm here. <laughs> so how the heck are you, Christy? Me? Yeah. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I saw something very interesting on my way to the show tonight. Uh, I saw... It, not that. Oh, not okay. That Just interesting. <laughs> it made one of those things that make you, makes you go, huh. I was driving by Cottage Inn on, on um, Packard, which is a carryout only oh, yeah. pizza place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody was pulling in there and on a motorcycle. <laughs> you just strap it to the back, Christy. It didn't look like that sort of motorcycle. <laughs> you just hold it between your legs. I guess so. I, it just struck me as something very odd. Yes. Maybe he's one of their drivers. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or maybe he was just going and he was going to get a slice and eat it really fast exactly. in the parking lot or something. I don't, I don't know. think you can get a slice there. I think it's funny, by the way, that you thought immediately that it was a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't get a slice there. Well, I right. figured it was kind of such a... 
ditzy thing that there's got to be a guy that did it. <laughs> it like, was you a know, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it's like a woman would have had it all planned out, That's you right. know, it be, where a guy exactly. would be like, oh, what am I going to do? about that one. Yeah. I can't take the hog to Kata Jin. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, yeah, I'm good. I just, that was interesting. How are you? Wow. Well, you know what? I had a very interesting situation happen today. We're going, kind of following up on a story that I did, I think, last week with the whole word about the sissy thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this has become a saga. Oh, it has. Exactly. It's, this is now the third week yes. we're talking about it. Holy moly. So, so, to, so I was really proud of the fact that he moved the, the poster to another segment of his office, which you can't really see, and things with the, um, um, uh, with the word sissy on it, and there was a email that was sent out today about some sports uh, jock saying that um, he's thinking about retiring, and um, it's he's just not doesn't have that 32 year old young body anymore, and where he could get up and party all night and still just grab a cup of coffee and go play basketball and win some games and stuff. Well, and so he's thinking about retiring after four or five years. Um, and this was sent out um, uh, as a mass email. Well, he replied all, and he said that this particular sports person is just a pansy. (gasps) And I was like, well, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to have to go Now I have have to to say say something. something. (laughs) So immediately it was sent out, and immediately I kind of like, I just started laughing. Like, what the heck am I going to do? I am so uncomfortable right now. I have to do something. And so I went over, and I knocked on his door, and I said, you know, I, I have to talk with you privately for a minute like this and he kind of like looked at me shocked and was like whoa you've never asked this okay like this and I shut the door and he's his eyes are getting bigger and things and I'm like (laughs) you just sent out an email that kind of I need to let you know that some people could take offense to and he looked at me and he was like like what which email (laughs) I sent like 20 in the last like 10 minutes they could all potentially be offensive exactly and I said well it was around this particular sports sports person and he looked at me, and he got it. He was like, "Oh my word! I never even thought about that like this." And I said, "I says, well, I didn't think you did, but I thought you need to kind of understand your terminology and how that can really affect or isolate." Um, I didn't say isolate, but um, not insulate. Anyway, um, to really take offense to some parts of the community that is in this. In the in this particular um, building, and by the way, it was a mass email. So now everybody has that little thing, right? And, and that's I, what they know about you, right? And I said, you kind of have to really be careful now that you're in this position. You gotta have to. I mean, because he's a young guy, he's new, and I said, you're gonna have to kind of take a look at this. And I said, and I you need to really also talk to you about your poster. And he and he was like, poster, and he looked at me like, what are you talking about? So apparently, he just moved it out of fashion sense, not out of that it was somebody <laughs> told him or anything like this. And mm-hmm. I said, the word sissy can also be interpreted the same way as pansy. And he was like, oh, my word. He goes, Dan, please, I need your help. He's like, oh, I need your him. help like this. He goes, that would be the last thing I would want to do is to offend you or anybody on this campus. And he says, and he's just like, oh, my God, I'm so supportive of that community. And he was like majorly apologizing. He says, you, he says, it's not your responsibility to, to follow me or figure anything that out, but please help me with this like this because now I have a lot of makeup to do. And I was like, well please do and mm-hmm. and and he go and he was really like oh i can't believe it well of course he was embarrassed the rest of the day right you know he couldn't talk to me and i knew why of course. you know but toward the end he started making his you know little jokes and things like this and um about he has this coffee joke that he always does or whatever and um so oh, I bet that's the, a laugh riot. Well, it's a yeah, it's it's a it's a little <laughs> thing in the morning that you know, um, and uh, well, because the thing is, is, he's a health nut, and so it's always whenever there's some issues around uh, food or exercise, he's really um, there's some banter that happens between me and him. You know, like I like for instance, there was a hot dog served on campus and things like this, and so I he turned and. He saw me get up, but he didn't realize. He thought I went to the picnic and came back, and I just got to the bathroom and came back. And he goes, wow, the, the hot dogs were not that good, were they? Like this, because you're already back. And I looked at him, and I said, oh, no, I've had four. Like this or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, and you're back already? And I said, hey, you didn't get this big by just, you know, taking things lightly. <laughs> like this or whatever. And he's like, ah. Oh. And so he had this banter. So it was really, 
So it was kind of, I'm kind of uncomfortable a little bit. I'm still a little anxious. I'm probably, yeah. you know, as our listening audience can see, I'm a little red. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, um, it's just kind of. Um, well, I don't think you're nearly as embarrassed as he was. Oh, and I agree. And I just, but it was just one of those like, you know, as we were reminded on this past Saturday, where you know coming out it's like a thing you have to do constantly oh, yeah, and i did know stop. and i have troubles coming out to to straight men i mean that's always been my mm-hmm. issue i do too I, uh, it's it's like I don't know, and so when I shut the door, it's like you know, do I tell him I'm gay, and then like, is he, what's he gonna think? I was like, mm, no, I'm not really attracted to you, kind okay, of thing. It's more of a <laughs> you, you said something inappropriate, you know. And right. so I didn't even go with that coming out stage because you know he probably doesn't think you know he he knows I'm so butch that I right that, right, you know. and um, he probably hasn't figured it out yet. That's another right. topic. Um, what yeah, really. <laughs> but um, but it's a constantly coming out process, and it's mm-hmm. just that anxiety that you have to go through every single time. And but yet, I know the rest of the department would have been supportive of me. So right. and would have been like, mm, yeah, Dan's kind of got this one. You know, the ball's in Dan's court. So well, good for you for speaking up. Yeah. So, but it was still uncomfortable. But I did it. And it sounds like you know he's got some work to do. And I, and while I think it's admirable of him to ask you for help, that he should also know that it's his work, not yours. And and that's and I was hoping to imply that. I mean that was he he. That's why I think he was saying it's it's not your responsibility to follow me or to do anything. He just like please keep this honest communication between the two of us. Well, so you know? good. And you know what? And that that ability to speak honestly that'll play out in other ways in right. the working relationship for sure. Exactly. So good. For you. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. you. Nice job. So how are you doing, yeah. Meredith? I'm fine. Nothing exciting. Nothing exciting? Did you do anything this weekend that was like fun and exciting? Mm, I went to <laughs> You better say Outfest girl. <laughs> I did go to Outfest for, okay. but for not very long because I oh, had another commitment. Gotcha. But yes, I did go to Outfest and it was fun and exciting mm-hmm. when I was there. There were people dancing in the streets like they advertised. Woohoo! So it was good. I had missed your emceeing, unfortunately. Aww. It wasn't very but good. But I hear so. the word on the street is that you guys rocked. So. Aww. Thanks. What street is that? Yeah, really? <laughs> hang out I on wanna, that. I want to hang out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and I also, as a surprise, also, we had um, Alex Sergey also um, uh, doing the sound. Doing oh. the sound and engineering at um, Outfest. So, oh, once again, WCBN. WCBN rocks. They do. They were there Absolutely to help us out, rocks. and it was really great. So, mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, Martha. I took away your steam. No, of what you did that's this weekend. it. That's all. And I hung out with you guys. Okay. We had fun, too. We did have fun. Yeah. We played Egyptian Rat Race, which is the polite way to talk about that game. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not the way that I learned, the name I learned for that game, but we can't say the name I oh. learned for that game on, oh, really? on the air. I didn't realize that, because it was very similar to War. It was, sort of. But it's something different, huh? It's just a, a tad different. different. It's a tad oh. different. Oh. You know, I'm sorry. I'm mystified by this webpage that you have up, Meredith, with this... Yes. Freakish, weird picture of Barry Gibbon <laughs> on it. That I mean, he wow. Guilty pleasures, my friend. Guilty pleasures. See, and now it's even creepier. They're like, they're like fraternal twins. <laughs> wow, they really are same color they're hair. Very cre- it's a very creepy picture. We Only he has a little more facial hair than just her. Just a tad more. Just oh. A little bit more. Oh, and he's Australian and she's from New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh. makes it a little hard to be twins, but because, you know, you couldn't fly that far in the six minutes right. between births or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's captivating me and I really hope that we get off that webpage soon because I, I can't stop staring at it. <laughs> really well, one of the things that I think we also need to also say hello and welcome to is uh, Johan. Um, yeah. Alex, a uh, friend of Alex, our uh, engineer, um, came in from Germany. Uh, just just for our, our show. Our show. <laughs> yeah, our exactly. Show. <laughs> you know, that's saying something. That's right. That's, we have an that's international a dedicated fan. fan. Yeah. That is a seriously dedicated fan right there. I think we should dedicate the show to him. Oh, there we go. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's been dedicated done. to you. It's done. It's yours. Dedicated to Johan. <laughs> the words we put out there are yours. That's right. Because yeah. <laughs> certainly I wouldn't to be mine. And you, mentioned, and you mentioned Alex, who we need to say a big thank you to, because we don't say thank you enough for making us oh, sound so good. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Alex. So you, yes. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to just ask Dan how he was. That's all. He already talked about it. I yes. Know. 
But oh. other than that, my life hasn't been very exciting. I mean, I know the only thing is that I, you know, cut the lawn last night, and uh, that was... Uh, I know it was like, but the problem was, is the I did not realize how thick the lawn was. I mean, I was like, oh, it's just an inch or and a half or something. Oh no! Once I caught it, it was like at least three inches. I had mm-hmm. no idea. For those who don't know, I just moved recently, so I'm get used to, you know, unpacking the house, moving in, finding out how the water works, how the electricity works, all the weird you just places. Turn on the switch. Yeah, you just turn on the switch. Well, you gotta find yeah, but you turn the switch on and the light shows up in the other room. It's really one of those weird, uh, weird. you know, you know, situations. And I have a couple places where one is taped, but I can't figure out what it was why it's taped and and where it goes it's one of those switches that like if you turn it off all of your outlets go off right or it's connected to like a broken garbage disposal maybe Mm -hmm. and if you turn it on kaplooey yeah there you go knives come flying out at you right Right. what's going on with you christy not Boy, were you even here earlier today? Yeah, I think that she was staring <laughs> at that picture of Barry what it was. and Barbara Streisand, and she could But not. I feel like there no. has to be something else going on. I'm good, and I have a request to anybody who listens who teaches school. I know that it's awesome when your students bring in cupcakes to celebrate their birthday, but please don't give it to them right before they come home. <laughs> please. See, I knew there I was would, something else. I would really, really appreciate it if, say, they had it at lunch. Oh, that's right. Was he that bouncing off the wall? He. We had a really hard time last night. I mean, just impossible. I've oh. never seen him cry like that. Oh. And I mean, he was so very upset. His face was beet red, and I was. He was telling me how mean I was. Oh. You know, and then at like nine o'clock when he's getting ready for bed, he's like earlier. When I was in my room screaming, I said I hated you. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. (laughs) So it was really sweet at the end, but we had a hard time. And is there any way to counter the sugar? I mean, like, how do you counter the sugar? I mean, I have no idea. Like, I I mean, do you like take them out for a run? Yeah, you tell them to run around the house as many times as they can, run up and down the stairs as many times as they can. To kind of burn that sugar, right? Or something. But he, see, the thing was, is that he. But if he has, he hasn't been having a lot of sugar. No, we would be a way back because he can't handle it very well. Well, the thing is, is that he was coming home to some consequences for some bad behavior oh. and he he knew he was coming home to that okay um and he one of the things that we do because it seems to be particularly effective is we have him write sentences mm. um because it's a the writing of the sentences he doesn't really learn anything but it's a good threat to have because he hates it so much <laughs> which is not good parenting please don't, <laughs> please don't write that down 101 That's right. is good parenting it's not i mean we're trying to do some reparative parenting there with you this go. kid so we have to figure out like sort of compromises between the way he used to be disciplined and the way he's disciplined right. we want to dis- anyway well, um, at least you're not having to write it on the wall. No, yeah. he's, he's got to write. So he got mad Just right get him away. A like, I couldn't give him the way to exercise off the sugar oh. because he came in and was mad about the sentences he had to write. Oh, okay. And it escalated to a point where it normally wouldn't go. Got it. Because of the sugar. So the I would say when he has a cup because I've given him a cupcake in his lunch before, but if he eats it at lunchtime, mm-hmm. he's got enough. He's got enough other food and enough stuff going on, like, that kind of funnels that energy. Mm-hmm. I think that when it's tempered with, you know, some protein mm-hmm. and and some fat and some other things that are in his lunch, like, that sugar, that simple sugar, the re- white refined sugar that's in stuff like that, it doesn't do the same damage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm sure so, his teacher was like, here, let her see what it's like right. when he's got a cup. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, it was sort of like this over the summer. The day camp counselor was when I complained that they take them, they take them on a nature hike to McDonald's every Friday. I was like, that's just flipping ridiculous. Only I cussed instead right. of saying flipping. And, you know, I didn't say it around the kids because that's not good parenting either. Pun, you know, flipping Ridiculous to take him to McDonald's. Yeah. I thought it was very funny. But I'm bum. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Um, but I didn't mean it to be. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, the kids like it, so we still do it. And I was like, yeah, and he would like it if I gave him chocolate cake for breakfast, but you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. 
So uh, one of the new things with our format, we're going to be switching some things around. That's right. And um, so one of the things we're going to do, instead of going right into our monthly guest, we were going to kind of have a topic um, to kind of talk about or have a guest right. or something like that. And so did you guys hear about the news with the state of Michigan? I have no idea what you're talking about, Dan. Really? Well, Meredith, <laughs> do you know anything about this? I sure do. Um, before you yes. go on, though, I want to just say that Jackie from the LGBTA is with us and I, I'm introducing you now because I want you to feel free to contribute ah. to this part of the conversation. I think that, that your input would be valuable. Oh, so yes. please do. Um, for those of you who have not heard, the marriage amendment does not, marriage amendment meaning proposal two, sorry, for those of you who were, I don't know, asleep during November. Or just arrived to Michigan. Or just arrived to Michigan. There was a, a same-sex ban, a ban on gay marriage. And put, civil unions. And civil unions put on the um, put on the ballot, or I'm sorry, put on the ballot last year. Um, that was passed, and it went. It basically, what happened was they tried to then take away domestic partner benefits. Uh, ACLU um, filed a uh, case against it, saying that's not what it was intended to. You can't do that. And they was a ruling yesterday that said by a state judge ruled Tuesday that public employers are not prohibited from offering domestic partner benefits to employees. The request for a declaratory judgment was filed by the American Civil Liberties Union of Michigan on behalf of 21 same-sex couples who were in danger of losing their health care benefits after Proposal 2. Um, today's ruling affirms that Michigan voters never intended to take health insurance away from families, um, said Deborah LaBelle, the lead attorney for the ACLU of Michigan. Employers, including the state of Michigan, can now continue to support fairness and equity in the workplace by offering domestic partner benefits. LGBT employees can also be assured that their partners and children have access to health care. So it's a pretty big victory yeah, for, it's huge. for our community at this point. It's so. huge. It's huge. And, and one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting that the, I think it was the judge that was saying that it's it, that the reason why they um, was able to strike down that proposal two would cover domestic uh, benefits is that it, because it's a, it's a uh, an employer benefit issue not based on marriage. It's not yeah it's not among it's like not, statutory not, rights. Not, right. it's, marriage. Not, it's not. an employer decides who they're going to cover exactly under the insurance. Right. And You're not required to just because you married someone. Right. right. Exactly. So, Which is not true of other <laughs> benefits that you get from being married. Right. Right. So, so, but I think this is a really great first step. I think, and in, 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 it reminds me of a little bit of like with Roe versus Wade, with what the radical right is doing. Uh, which you know, I kind of want to say that the radical wrong because I really don't think they're right. But anyway, um, the, the radical wrong. We can do that. Yeah, it's kind of it's uh, not the first term, term we've <laughs> made up on the show. That's right. It won't be the last. But that um, how they're um, you know d just chipping away at Roe versus Wade. I think this is a way for us to be able to okay. Fine. If we can't have it changed in in any like a, a mass um, uh, throwing out this proposal, that at least um, we can be able to like chip away at the different things and say, well, okay, well, how does this apply here? How does this apply there? Right. And um, and working on that. Well, we were actually also very excited to hear that from the LGBT office, but we've also appreciated the President Coleman's support all along throughout mm -hmm. this process, who has who sent the letter out publicly to all faculty and staff saying that actually regardless of how this was going to unfold in the courts, that she was committed to um, supporting domestic partnership benefits and would be taken to court for it. So, right. But this actually certainly helps. Sure. We're going to have the ability to have to spend money on <laughs> another lawsuit. Yeah. We've already been down yeah. there. We're still down that road. Right, right, right. For, uh, sorry. And I'm that's Greg. Greg <laughs> MDOT Greg. has it in for me today. I just want to let you know, stuck in traffic for 30 minutes. The Detroit Ann Arbor commute is a nightmare. I just want to tell you, MDOT is evil. They Everywhere are. I go, there are orange things blocking well, my way. I've got the phone number for the, the director of MDOT, and there's a lot of times when I sit in my car and I think, I'm so calling the cell phone number and <laughs> yelling, but I, I, I don't. I, I resist. Um, but I wanted to comment real quick on the the announcement yesterday that is like, it came out at about 4.20 or so, and 
I'm one of those geeks that, you know, needs to see it right away. And so by like five o'clock, I had my copy in my fax machine and I was reading it over. Um, and it's actually, it's really, really well written. If you want to see a copy of it, if you go to the ACLU's website, which is, uh, there's a link to it off of our website, closetsontheair.com, and click on uh, resources, and then it's alphabetical and you can see ACLU. Um, but anyway, they, if you read it over, it's really, really well done. I mean, the judge did a very, very sound argument, which was, which is important as far as if they'll be able to appeal it and if the attorney general is going to attempt an appeal, how successful the appeal is going to and be. And he's going to, I just heard him say. Yeah, and there was, he had pretty well clarified before it even, yeah. <laughs> before the decision was even remotely being made that Anybody he was going to appeal. Anybody named Mike Cox, though. Yeah. I mean, well, you'd think a guy with Cox is going to be on I his know. side. I know. Um, well, specifically <laughs> Mike Cox. Come yes, on. I know. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's, it could be worse, though. But I, I think, you know, the nice thing is with the way that she wrote it, it's not going to be on her legal arguments that they're able to make the appeal, that they're at least going to be able to uh, attempt to win this appeal. It'll have to come out that they want it won on, um, on principle and not on, on legal arguments, which is uh, allows for a number of other options down the road. So that's really good, because she could have written it in such a way that it was very prone uh, to be appealed, or she could have done a weak argument and still made that ruling, but she took the extra effort and really did a great great job with it. So I was very, very, very pleased about that. And if you do get a chance to read it, you don't need to speak legalese to read it. It was pretty simple wording. You know, if you kind of get the basic concept, you'll be good to go. And it's like, total, it's 13 pages, but it's double-spaced and, you know, wide margins and things like that. So it's probably realistically, I don't know, five pages, something like that. So it's not a big deal. Well, that's good to know. So that's at the ACLU website, which you can link to from closetsontheair.com, right? Yes. Correct. It's. I think it's the first link on our resources page. So I'm uh, I think so because I don't think we have any numbered things. So yeah, it's, it's got to be the first I, one. I believe I would have to imagine. We're not linked things. to the AAA of Michigan, so. No, I mean, nor are we linked to like you know club or a thirteen club or anything like right, that. Or right. I don't even know what that would be. But I guess <laughs> <laughs> the twenty-two club. I'm not sure what, the, what those things are, but there's no numbers above the A, so it would have. Well, you know, it's a really, it's a really interesting. I, I mean, I don't know what their grounds for appeal would be. You know, if the argument is that this isn't a right conferred by marriage, so this proposal too doesn't apply. I totally support that. And then actually, you I know, think they would probably try to argue that it is in fact like an implicit, although not clearly stated. But, you know, well, I think it's right. it would be thrown out regardless because... The problem it. also is is the fact that there's so many other ways in which people get benefits mm-hmm. that to right. really appeal around this is really going to open up a bag of worms for all sorts of people, mm-hmm. even right. people that aren't part of the LGBT community or don't need domestic partnership benefits. Right. But I think, I mean, unfortunately, they think that they're so right that I can see them mm-hmm. not thinking about... You know, like, it doesn't matter. We're right, right's right, that right. kind of, you know. What right. kind of it chaos they would right. actually be creating. Right. <laughs> what you think. And then I think, you know, I mean, there has been some positive things that we've seen out of this. Jackie pointed out earlier the statement that um, uh, President Coleman made and EMU's former president, President Willis, also didn't make that same kind of a statement, but also made a statement about Proposal 2, and uh, Wayne State University's president uh, made a very, very strong statement and have done some some really good follow-up and result of that. And there's been a lot of public employers as well. In Granholm, when she spoke at uh, Triangle's dinner this last weekend, uh, you know, it's talked very, I'm sorry, two weekends ago, I'm still getting my dates all mixed up, but talked really clearly about how Proposal 2 cannot be linked to domestic partnerships and how we really need to separate these issues. And she's been very strong about this the entire time. And what was really, really nice about the timing of this decision, because there was a lot of people worrying that it wouldn't come down this week. If it didn't come down this week, then the state union contract would have been signed October 1st by the governor without domestic partnership benefits. So now there's a strong appeal to make sure those benefits get put back in. And just so people know, that hasn't actually... I suspect it's going to happen, but it hasn't technically happened yet. So if you are thinking about it or if you happen to know somebody in government, you know, it would be a good thing to just kind of mention that, hey, we really want to make sure that they get that put back into the contract because that's going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. So now, what about with her election coming up? I mean, wouldn't th- would this possibly affect her election or because she's running again next year, right? Yeah, she's running against um, a very conservative Republican named uh, Mike DeVos. I think I'm saying his last DeVos. name. DeVos. Thank you very much. I've been <laughs> reading. I've been yes. Uh, people will know I'm horrible with pronunciations, um, but I think 
he's she's going to get beat up on this anyway and he's already pretty well stated that this is going to be an issue that he tries to attack her on uh, to the point where i think she's going to wound up getting tied down to commitments to the gbt community that she never actually made but it's like mm. so some people are saying you might as well make them because he's going to try to make it look like you did make them anyway and i think she's pretty well realizing that that she's either got to it would have to be intelligent for her to try to get the community's support because she's already going to get nailed for the things that she has done or at least they're going to try you know quote unquote nail her for the things that she's that she's done for right. the community and she has done some great things i mean there's been executive orders that she's done she's appointed uh, to her chief of staff a very out gay man she's been an adamant speaker against proposal two the way that she fought against this lawsuit there's been a lot of things that they've done one of the scariest thing about the, the person that she's running up against has done is the um one of the campaign people that she just recently hired is one of the guys who pioneered uh, George Bush's efforts in Texas and when he ran against uh, John McCain for the, in the primaries to attack his opponents for their pro-gay or appearance of a pro-gay stance and talking about how, oh my god, they're spending so much time catering to the minorities that they're totally not paying any attention to the majority and you are being weakened because blah 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 I mean, these ridiculous arguments, but he was one of the pioneers, it was like, he was like Karl Rove's protege in all of this and Wow, so, hey, and this she like, just and she just hired him? No, she didn't hire him, the person running against Jennifer, oh, no. Governor, Governor Granholm uh, hired, hired him, so that's, we're all going to really need to be paying attention to this, and I think um, you know, certainly we, we don't want to endorse one way or another. But if you are a supporter of of Granholm, keep an eye on these things, and she's really going to need the support of the GLBT community. And I 100% assure you, not going as far as to endorse someone, but I promise you that if you thought Ingler was an issue, and if you thought Ingler was bad for the GLBT community, even if you don't always like all the things that Granholm does, it will be like having Bush in the governor's office as wow. far as how the GLBT right. community gets treated in this state if uh, Mike Well, and I think that that's one of the things that if you're a proponent of equal rights, it, you need to get involved now. Right. I think you need to get involved in, in, in politics because even if it is local, right. it's one of those things that we've already seen what can happen at the federal level. Now it's about time we take a look at what's going on state. Well, we also well, have house races that are coming up, and there's 14 races that could go, you know, Either way, and and there's also the you know the city mayor, the city of Detroit mayor race is a big deal, and I think a lot of people aren't paying nearly as even if you don't live in the city, you know it's the largest city in the state of Michigan, and the things that happen in Detroit do impact the state's Mm -hmm. economy, and I think people tend to not uh, give enough credence to that, and there's so many polls out there that it's amazing to me that you know the the person running against. uh, Kwame right now, I think it's like a 40 point lead, but it's out of the likely voters, it's a very small lead, so it's out of potential voters, it's this crazy lead but the, because people are are not as apt to vote in that because it's not as you know, it's not a national election and all these things which in, it's insane to me about that is that 90% of the government that impacts you as a citizen is, is state and local government, right. and we so don't appreciate that, most of the ordinances you know, things Much like... more so than anything and because of oh, yeah. the way our government works state exactly. rights supersede federal rights anyway so you really do i mean these are the races that you need to think about on a more on a more regular basis i think what also is going to be interesting about this whole process is the whole uh reality that the affirmative action issue Mm -hmm. is going to be running parallel with this issue and that is so the vote will be it will be interesting to see how that plays out right Um, right and that's another one that I think, you know, GLBT people will not pay as much attention to as they probably should because they tend to not... We, we often don't associate affirmative action with a gay rights issue, but it is very much a concern for the GLBT community, and we very much need to be active with it. And we already have I mean, a lot of the groups working on affirmative action have been very... Uh, good about including GLBT mm-hmm. people and having events on campuses mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. involve the GLBT groups. And I think that the community needs to respond to that and say that even though some people perceive that we don't receive the benefits of affirmative action, there's a lot of things. And it, the debate that they're going to be using against affirmative action is the exact same debate that they've been using against us on right. a number of issues. And if they're victorious in this, it's going to make it just that much easier for them to beat us in a lot of these other places. So you can't, you can't concede just because this doesn't have a direct, like you can't visibly see the direct impact that it has in that, okay, mm-hmm. because I'm gay, when I apply for something, I may not receive the direct benefits of affirmative action. Although at some places you do, and I think that's worth pointing out. But it's again back to that thing that if you open the door a crack, right. you're, gonna be, you're allowing other people to come in. And to be citizens of the, of the greater right. community. Right. And they were very 
a lot of those organizations were there for us exactly. on the proposal too, and we need to be there for them on this, or else we can't ask them to be there for us in the future. And there's and lots of other in- ballot initiatives too that you don't know what's mm-hmm. going to show up on your ballot, and you need to be mm-hmm. aware of what's mm-hmm. going on beyond that particular issue. Although, I mean, and it's an important one, but there are. And I think that that's one of the things that um, I think we um, are lucky tonight in um, having someone who um, is aware of our community and also what's going on on campus. Um, so um, nice we have segue. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are joined, as I said earlier, um, by Jackie from the LGBTA here at U of M. LGBTA, in case you were wondering or didn't know, what is it? Is the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender affairs? And then office, office, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't put that in the LGBTA part, but it is office. So, um, welcome. Thank you. And you're the second, I think, in our uh, rotating LGBTA representative, which is really exciting. We're going to get to meet like everybody that works that there. That is exciting. It's really, really cool. <laughs> um, what was I, I was going to say, before you get started, I want to warn you before you officially take that, that so far everyone who's been oh. from the LGBTA <laughs> office is no longer an employee of the oh LGBTA office. <laughs> now, I don't think that's a direct they correlation have, to being in the office. They all voluntarily. I'll keep right. that in mind. No one, they, know, were, so. they were choosing to leave. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't surprisingly, <laughs> both of them moved to Pennsylvania. I, I know. So I don't know how you feel about I the know. state of Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. Well, I hear that Philadelphia is quite the city, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, I've you know, heard good things about Philly. Too. I mean, there's some great progress. So yeah, you I, before should. you commit to it, I just want right, to make Greg. sure that is actually that, true. Um, That's interesting. That you Thank you, Greg, very much yeah. for bringing that to So, what's going on with or for the LGBTA? Well, first, actually, I just want to thank all of you for volunteering to uh, be involved with this program. I think it does wonders for the LGBT community. Oh, Your commitment and energy and passion is very much appreciated. Aww. So, I wanted to say thank you for that. Um, wonderful. Kind of in relation to what we've been talking about, probably everybody knows that National Coming Out Day is October 11th. Okay. And um, as you pointed out, there has sort of been some transition in staff. And so uh, we're not quite planned for specific programs, but we sort of have the essence of what we're trying to do. So there, there will be the rally will be on Tuesday, October 11th from 12 to 1 on the Diag. Um, I think part of what they're trying to do in regards to focusing that week on particular issues is education around um, the proposal to same-sex partner benefits. Um, I think part of what they're also going to do during that week is hold a program that's called Color Splash, which is actually a program to... Um, welcome LGBT student, staff, mm-hmm. and faculty of color. And so we're trying to make those connections in light of what's happening. Um, so I think those are actually two events that uh, hopefully you'll attend. Um, we also encourage everybody to, sh- to come out because nas- coming out is certainly a daily process. And what we're trying to do is make it a time where we celebrate and appreciate all members of our community, and that includes allies. Allies are very much welcome to come out to National Coming Out Day and support um, the community. Um, so I always wonder, because um, U of M does the, um, the kiss-in on Fridays. Are we going to have that this year? Well, Or is that going to be spontaneous as well? It could be spontaneous. It seems to just spontaneously happen at any of the events, it seems, that we, you know, uh, sponsor. But um, the LGBT Commission is working on that program, and I'm not sure that that's all been finalized yet. Gotcha. Um, okay. They're also new to the as co-chairs of that, and so they're trying to figure it out as quickly as possible. Um Another thing that I wanted to talk about is that um, one of the things that the office is doing on a weekly basis is there's a new program on the Sundance Channel called Transgenerations, Mm -hmm. and it's an eight-week series. And so we're actually having that viewed in the office uh, by permission from the Sundance Channel, so we're not violating any copyright rules. Um, But And we had our first... uh, 
time of viewing last week and 25 people came. So that was actually, wow. we thought that mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty successful. So we encourage people to come and, and check that out. Um, the other thing that I actually also want to highlight, because I've come to know that a lot of people aren't aware of this, but the, the university has actually, through the provost office, created a TBLG task force about a year ago. There's been this process of looking at TBLG issues out of the provost office in the university, and there really was three areas about name changes, so including gender identity and gender expression into the bylaws, um, education and training that happens around the university related to these issues, and also issues related to health care. That's the one I think we're most familiar with is the transgender meetings and with health care. Yeah, well, there are the other areas as well, subcommittees that we're meeting as well. And one of the results and out of the subcommittees is that um, while I think probably the community would like to see it differently, at least it's a, a move in the right direction in that if you look at a non-discrimination policy now where it says sex, there's actually an asterisk. So if you go online and you look at the non-discrimination policy, there's an asterisk. And then there's an explanation that says in the Sixth Circuit Court in some lawsuit that I'm not familiar with. Um, but anyways, it includes gender identity and gender expression under that category. So the reality is, is that the University of Michigan has now said that um, gender identity and gender expression is now part of the non-discrimination policy. So that's, in essence, a move, in, again, a move mm-hmm. in the right direction. I think ultimately the community would like to see the regents pass it officially right. and include mm-hmm. it in their bylaws, but we all know that sometimes it's three steps forward and two steps mm-hmm. back and three steps forward and two steps back, but right. at least we're stu- two steps further than but that's another we were. good example of people needing to get out and vote and know who their yes. regents are because yes. you do right. have a say right. in who your regents are. Yes, so. for U of M. you do. For U of M. You yeah. do. Um, so. And, you know, currently there are five Democrats and three Republicans, but, um, you know, so we like to keep it <laughs> that way. We're a bipartisan show. No, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Joke. Big um, joke. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> So we're excited about that. And then the only, I mean, the other two things that I'll just mention and ask questions is that I just want to say, you know, particularly for students that are listening to the program, is that there's a variety of student organizations that you can get involved with. And I would encourage you to go to our website, which is www.umich.edu slash tilde in query, I-N-Q-U-E-E-R-Y. So if you go there, you can actually click on the student organizations that um, at least have told mm-hmm. us that they're out there, and um, and I would encourage you to get involved. And then the other thing that, that we're really interested in sort of renewing, re-energizing in the, the office is related to um, being sort of being connected with the community in a way that is meaningful. So one example, for example, and Dan and I were talking about this earlier, is that Rainbow House. So Rainbow mm-hmm. House is something that the Ann Arbor community and Washtenaw County community uh, is trying to participate in, which is a Habitat for Humanity sort of subset, but it's sponsored certainly by the LGBT and ally community, and, it, and that's purposeful, that we want the connection of this project to be um, with the LGBT and ally community. And so what we're trying to do is get students um, involved in service learning, community service, and really, again, trying to bring that aspect of our lives back into something that the office participates in. So how about I leave it at that for now? Sounds good. And and I had a question regarding Mm -hmm. the – and maybe not a question, but maybe just kind of – asking your opinion on is one of the things that um, coming from a large campus I, to- uh, I understand at U of M where you know you want to definitely be part of like minds mm-hmm. and so you might want to join an LGBT group or something that's affiliated with the LGBTA office but also I kind of want to also kind of encourage folks to or get your opinion on encourage folks to also join other non-LGBT um, organizations and come out 
Absolutely. then that way they get to know you, and it's kind of a way of kind of ha- having them support um, our community as well, or kind of realizing that we're not really this this horrible, you know, fraction of the uh, or faction. I guess it's not a we're not a mathematic um, equation, but a, um, <laughs> we're a faction of of this campus. And because I've seen it on other smaller campuses where there isn't anything, but they will go to a, a group and. They have nothing to do with sexual orientation or gender identity. I actually think that that's a fabulous idea. I mean, the University of Michigan, on a yearly basis, registers over 800 student organizations. And so there is so much to get involved with. And uh, even like with the Rainbow House, you know, we're working with Habitat for Humanity, and you know, which is a huge student organization on campus um, that I'm – sure has LGBT and ally members of that organization. And so I actually think that that's a great idea. Part of what we like to do is, the way we talk about it is really in the context of um, a challenge of support, that we encourage students to both challenge themselves, but also find ways to support themselves. Yeah, that's a great... you know, we can we can have a space that's a safe space, particularly for that one particular identity and also multiple identities. I mean, we need to be supportive of everyone's multiple identities. So we can provide a support, at least as it relates to the LGBT issue. But we also encourage and challenge them to think outside the box and do other things like uh, host a radio show through WCBN <laughs> called Closets Are for Clothes. <laughs> which is uh-uh. how we got started. You know, and, and <laughs> exactly. you know, which is, you know, not a quote unquote gay organization, you know, but is an organization where people are out and mm-hmm. the LGBT community can be a part of. So I think that's great. And if folks wanted to get more information, you mentioned the website, but are there other ways to contact the LGBTA? Yes, you can. If I mean, we have, uh, well, our phone number is 763-4186. Um, 734 area code. Right. Yes, sorry, 734-763-4186. Um, and then um, if you go... To our website, there's you can click and send us an email and be in contact with us that way. And if you're on campus, you can definitely stop at and the stop Michigan by Union. our office. Yep, there you which go. Is on the third floor, right? <laughs> I'm still learning all That's these okay. things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do have an office, Three, 3200 Michigan Union, um, which is right there on State Street and Kennedy. It's Kennedy Regents Plaza. Which that's where the Michigan Union is. If you don't right, know where right, the Michigan right. Union is, so that's what it's called. But and all of that contact info is also on, on our, our website. website. All right. Well, it's on the air.com. You click on resources, and uh, it's on there. It is so on there. I'm, I'm the all correct. Is, we have a link to Shameless. you. That's what we need to look at. Uh, I honest, actually, I don't think you do nothing. Well, we I, should. Maybe, oh. We'll we make should. sure we can uh, give you the info. Should. That would be We that should would definitely have a link to you. I like well, that. Now we have two listeners. Woo! <laughs> 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 and I think including the WCBN website, we'll have two links to us. So yeah. that's okay. <laughs> if we get a listener for every link, that's right. That should we'll be our, double our listeners. That should be our advertising <laughs> campaign for the semester. Yeah, exactly. I got a random email actually from somebody today. Um, who I uh, my email signature has closetsontheair.com in it, um, and they got an email forward from me, and they were like, "I went to that website. I'm totally listening to that show." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, great. so thank you for joining us, but also congratulations on um, on being in the office. I think it's uh, yeah. it's very exciting, and I I know I've at least heard nothing but good things about you, and I think other oh, people. Oh, that's good. Have, yes. uh, had, yes, had in fact, I was at a, uh, a barbecue, and your name was brought up, and they're like, oh, that's so great that she's there. So <laughs> I was that's like, awesome. yeah. So. Well, I am very, very excited, and I'm also excited about that, you know, the staff that are there are also phenomenal. And so I think we've got a really good working group and hope to have a lot of fun, have a lot of do a lot of good things and find a way to be connected in a loud way. That's great. <laughs> Terrific. Yes. It's going to be a great year coming. Good. Uh-huh. And what night of the week again is that transgeneration viewing? It's Thursday nights. Okay. And so Thursdays at 9. Um, okay. So and then there's the October 11th. There's a rally at noon, correct? On the DIAC. On and, the the, and the other programs, that information will be forthcoming um, 
through advertisement through our LGBT news letter. Okay. So if you don't have if you don't get that newsletter and you're interested, I would encourage you to sign up for it because there's l- actually lots of information mm-hmm. on it, and you can sign up to be on the newsletter through th- our email, our website. Um, and whoever is doing that now, I mean, it's like that's tripled. Mike Wright. He, he, uh, He's Mike, okay, Mike is. I mean, it's it's like tripled. I remember mm-hmm. there's only like ten or thirteen items, and now there's like thirty six, forty eight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is really. I really feel informed. So, yeah, I have to print it off and go yes. one by one because yeah. it it can also be overwhelming. Yes. But it's yeah. nice mm-hmm. to know that there are a lot of things to put in it. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, I mean that and that people are contributing. So we're very very right. excited about that. Sure. Well, we so. certainly thank you for joining us. Yes. Yeah, and you. we look forward to your return to our show. Um, we hope that this doesn't start a move to Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> Resist the urge. I haven't been to Philly, and I am interested in going, so I don't uh, know. I might be joining Molly you and know, Frederick. The regions are going to pull our show up this yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait. The opinions of the Right, yeah. <laughs> well, sure, we say that now, but <laughs> those regions pass a vote in uh, April, and right. there we are. Yeah, there we are. All gone. So, Meredith, what's up in the news lately? Well, I, I have an announcement. Well, Uh-oh. about tomorrow. It's, okay, it's a good announcement. Oh, um, for those of you who are Dan Savage um, fanatics and love reading his his um, art, his uh, syndicated column, He's Savage hot, Love. By the way, he will be <laughs> here in Ann Arbor tomorrow evening from seven thirty to nine thirty in Angel Hall Auditorium B here at U of M. It's being That's put on. That's exciting. By Shaman Drum, I think it's um, and the. Creative writing department of the MFA program. So, um, and he will be talking about his newest book, *The Commitment: Love, Sex, Marriage, and My Family*. Um, and basically, he talks about. I mean, he's a well-known uh, columnist about uh, basically sex. I mean, he talks about sex, <laughs> gay people, straight people, um, and he's really awesome and amazing person to hear speak. And I highly recommend people go out and find his book as well. Um, but he'll be here tomorrow evening. So that's excellent news. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I also want to really quickly another announcement. Something yes. I just heard yesterday: uh, the um, Lily Tomlin is going to be at Pease Auditorium. <laughs> Really? On Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and through the Office of Campus Life at EMU. Very um, exciting. Do you know the phone number? No, but oh, I was writing down the website address. If you want to get more information, if you go to uh, emish.edu slash campus life. And I have the phone number somewhere. You can also call the the LGBTA office as the right. LGBT Resource Center has all the information. And that's seven three four four eight seven four one four nine. And another thing that they're not it's not on all the flyers, but it was sent out on the Resource Center's mailing list. And I wanted to let folks know is if you make one of the th- things they're doing through this, and Lily's been great about this, is they're raising funds for the LGBT scholarship over at Eastern called the Stonewall Scholarship. Uh, and we care about your prices. Uh, okay. And yeah. if you make a contribution of a certain amount, which is actually a very, very, very Over reasonable. Over and above your ticketed price, right? Yes, right. beyond your ticketed price. And you can get that information um, by calling the Resource Center or by calling Campus Life. I honestly wish I could remember their phone number, but I can't off the top of my head. Uh, anyway, you can meet Lily Tomlin. There's going to be a special one-on-one meeting session with her after... The event, I think it's after. But know, yes. yeah, and, and it all goes to a good cause. I think Lily Tomlin is a member of the LGBT community that we we don't talk about as much as we should because you know what? She's been out forever. She's been right. out since she started being funny. You know, and oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she and there was never. It was always just this is who I am. I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to hide that. And I'm going to come here and make jokes and, and I'm going to do my job. And, you know, that's exceptional. And way back 25, 30 years ago when she was first starting out, a pretty damn big deal. Um, so I think that, that definitely Lily Tomlin is a member of our community. We don't talk about enough. Um, no, and I think talk about more. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize. They're like, really? Right? They're, no way! Stop it! <laughs> That's it, not true. If you're young, by the way, and you don't know, because I've I've had this conversation with several people, and they're like, I have no idea who you're talking oh, about. A lot of people that I've been able, I've noticed that 
younger people that I've talked to about this, the way that they know her now, is she's the new secretary for the president right. on the West Wing. On the West Wing. Oh, so right. wow. she's, um, she replaced uh, Mrs. Lightingham. Yeah, so but also if that helps you, Annie, make the connection. She's totally one of the funniest people ever. Yes. I'm actually really sad that I could be able to see her. I really, really, really want it. And I got yeah. invited to the meet and greet thing, and I was <laughs> like, really, 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 I really, 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 I'm beating on the table in case anyone can't oh, obviously can't see that. Uh, but I'm really excited that she's going to be at Easter, and I think it's going to be a great, and there are tickets yeah. left, and they're very, very affordable. If you are a student, they are a different price, so make sure that you mention that when you call up and order your tickets. But they're very affordable. She's going to be a blast And Lily Tomlin is a Michigan native. It's true. And, and I have the phone number to campus the lines life. if you want some info. Yeah. yeah. Campus so Life's phone number is 734-487-3045. Oh, that's right. Four eight seven three zero four five. Three zero four five. Thanks having, for that confirmation. Having, having worked for them, I would be able to remember those phone numbers. But we couldn't. We don't oh, know well. what it was we on do speed dial. I just pressed the button on my phone and it went over there. So, in our last five minutes, what else is up? What else is up? There's a whole lot going on right now. I don't know how many people have heard this, but the Va- Vatican has now mm-hmm. put out a new document barring gay priests. Well, um, or they will be putting it out by the end of the year. Because that's unclear. Yes. Basically it, saying that, like, <laughs> sorry, go for it, Greg. <laughs> I'm sorry. But this is my rant of this, no, this morning. Because please. I, I s- literally got, got into the office this morning and we all spent, like, 15 minutes. And for people who don't know, I am a very, 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 very dedicated Christian. I go to church every Sunday. I serve on my church's vestry. I have the utmost respect for uh, for people who are out in their faith. I am annoyed to no end with this church right now. And not being Catholic, it's harder for, it's, it's easy for me to say, I guess. But I have a lot of Catholic friends, and they're very annoyed about this as well. The document that's been put forth that's on uh, the Pope's desk right now, which he has not signed. No. There's, it's expected that he will sign it. We don't know that he's going to. There's a good chance that he's not going to sign it because there has been a lot of pressure. But essentially what they want to do is ban gays from entering the seminary. So if you are already a priest, it's not that you're going to lose your position as a priest. It's that you can't become a priest. One of the other things that they're doing already is they're investigating at all the North American seminaries a variety of things, and they're not explicitly saying, you know, they're not explicitly trying to weed out gay people, but there are very obvious questions and they have one of the phrases they're using is they're seeking out special quote unquote special relationships and trying to detect how many of these special relationships there are at the seminaries right now and it's obvious what these special relationships are so they're not exactly like boycotting the, you know gay priests yet they're not I haven't signed this document but it certainly looks like that's where they're going and what really annoys me is that this is essentially in response to the um, uh, child abuse cases that they've been that they've been having there and a lot of people as I've been listening Listening to these discussions, oh, that's and I've just been obnoxious. Yeah, and I've been I've, a couple of people have called me and asked for for some quotes on these things, and I've been talking with folks, and it amazes me that the people that I've been debating over the phone in uh, you know a couple of these little radio debate kind of things is that the other side are saying well this is obviously a logical response and i'm thinking there's no logical response whatsoever how about involved. we don't let pedophiles become well, priests the like, two main points that that's I wa- a logical response. right well the two main thoughts on this is that a 70 percent of the of the children abused were males and so they're therefore their mind that they're logically concluding that they had to have been gay men who were priests understand though that first off the most access to children that any priest in the Catholic Church has is to males because if you want to be involved with your church, most of the time it's through as an altar boy and that's very gender specific. That's the first thing to know. The second thing to know is that every study that we have indicates to us that as high as 99 percent of uh, pedophilia individuals who have been prosecuted were heterosexual men. That it's white a high, men. White men. Yeah. What's the percentage again? It, they, it's, it depends on what study you look at. It's anywhere... I've never seen a study that says it's lower than 95%, and I have seen studies that say it's as high as 99%. So it's usually in that range. There's there's some debate about that. Yeah. But that's heterosexual men. Right. So and really, if they want to solve this, they should be banning the straight right. white and, men and from being the gays. <laughs> right. <laughs> found on that statistic a little bit um, that you just mentioned that that 
pedophilia is not about it's not about the sex or gender of the person that the act is being committed right. on. It's about getting power over that person. So it doesn't matter. And in fact, until the age of twelve, boys and girls are equally as likely to have sexual right. assault perpetrated against them because gender is sort of insignificant to the perpetrator at that point in time. It's when the secondary sex characteristics start to come into play after puberty that 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 the risk for boys and young men dramatically drops and the risk for girls and young women dramatically raises. So, I mean, it doesn't matter that 70% of the folk, the kids who had this perpetrated against them were male because it didn't matter to the perpetrator. Right. You know, and I really, I get annoyed when they make that, when folks make that claim that, well, clearly they're gay, they're right. attacking boy children, um, which has so little to do with it. It really overlooks the dynamic in sexual assault, you know, the power struggle that is inherent there. And boy, we took that story and went in places I'm sure you weren't expecting. No, no, no. That's um, what I'm. That's what I. But we have like a happen. minute. What about do you have one more so, story? So you've got one more. Um, we no pithy comments. From I'll, the I'll peanut gallery. move the microwave. No, away. you can. Have <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a very opinionated mood tonight. I have no idea why. You can have pithy comments. Um, Harvard has decided to reverse at least now its policy for barring the Pentagon from using the law school's career services office for recruiting. Um, and there had been a lawsuit that's about to go in front of the Supreme Court. Basically, they're trying to figure out. Basically, what they said is if you don't. If don't ask, don't tell violates our non-discrimination policy as a university, so you therefore can't come and recruit on our, you have to abide by our rules if you're going to come and recruit. Um, and the reason why they can recruit is a little known uh, federal law called the Solomon Amendment, which requires campuses to offer full recruiting access to the military or risk losing federal grants. And several law schools had said, we don't care, we're not, we're not doing this any longer. However... The law school at Harvard has decided to change that decision. So, for now, they're going to allow recruiting back on their campus. So, wow. I wonder what decision was made or who, what phone call was made to have them uh, change their mind again. It said, Dean Elena Keegan said, the Pentagon has warned Harvard it would enforce the law despite the Third Circuit ruling, which basically said it's in limbo. We're, we're, you have to come back and talk to us more about what's happening, potentially costing the university hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, it certainly wasn't Bush, right? Because he went to Yale. True. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know, to be honest, that he remembers that he went to Yale. Yeah, I'm not entirely convinced that he really paid attention to his classes or anything. There probably aren't a lot of record, records of his attendance. I'm sure there's a lot of... I don't want to imply anything, but I'm sure there are a lot of records of payments made from the Bush family. Yeah. I'm sure they have transcripts I'm sure they on have how much they... Checks. Yes. Right. I would... Or little photos of bags that were dropped. Whatever the case may be. I, I, mean, I want to comment on how he got that. 